Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Some of you haven't been here since the beginning. And, you know, you might not know the story. We got any letter carriers hall people in here? Anybody like letter carriers? Look at that. Come on. Yeah. Come on. We got any uh, Tampa House of Prayer interest meeting people here? Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the real OGs right there. <laughs> so the way this church started was my wife. She spoke it into existence. She did. And I have since repented for my reaction to her because it wasn't a faith-filled one at all. Uh, it was a fear-filled one. But again, I've repented. I'm just going to tell you the story honestly, if that's okay. Uh, she's like, oh, yeah, you're going to lead a church. I see you speaking every week and all this stuff, uh, reaching the, the area. That I'm just like, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. Not a chance. I literally said, take your medicine, woman. Go back to the loony bin. That is never going to happen. So I said to her, again, I've repented. She forgave me. Obviously, she was right. You know, here we are. But the first thing we did, it actually wasn't a church. We planted a supernatural school of ministry. And we had the Vanguard Collective School of Supernatural Ministry. We've got an affinity for long names. It's just, it's a thing. And we started that, me and Jamadi, really with uh, Tracy and Kimberly Woods. Kimberly, would you stand? Right? This is our friend Kimberly Woods. She's amazing. And Sandy Holman, who many of you know, there was really those three, me and Jamadi, and we're like, hey, let's do a supernatural school of ministry. And they're like, yes. And we're like, we just set out to do it. And the 23 crazy people paid to do it. They pay, so we, could, we had to rent a building, and we had to get all the, the equipment and things like that. So they paid school tuition to hang out with us and, like, learn what the supernatural is. Like, how do we know that's faith? Like, yeah, here, Caleb, I'm going to pay to hang out with you for nine months, and you're going to teach me stuff, and we're going to have supernatural encounters. Sounds good. It was crazy. Wild times. We saw wild stuff, all right? I saw a lady put her ear on a guy's belly, and his back got healed. Like, that's what she did. She put her ear on his belly out of obedience to God, and his back got healed. Make it make sense. I don't, yeah, it's just it's stuff like that. And we just were, we were looking to equip people who weren't trying to be like a preacher or a, a, a pastor or any of that or a missionary, but they wanted to live supernatural lives every day, you know? And so that was our original plan. That's evolved into the Jesus Lab, and that's why you should come Tuesday night, all right, and take part in that. If you're here and you just want to see the supernatural working of God through your life, the Jesus Lab is here to accelerate that, to grow you in that, to unleash that, okay? So anyway, that's my commercial. Uh, we planted that supernatural school ministry, and then while we were doing that, uh, Jamadi basically, her word came out of the mouth of a national prophet at a conference we were at, and so it's hard to like, yeah, it's, it's hard enough to ignore your wife, number one, right, her ideas. It's really hard when like a nationally known prophet quotes her to you in front of like 300 people on a microphone, and you're like, I've never heard these things before. This is crazy. But he's like, you're going to plant all this stuff. He starts talking about, just basically says exactly what we're doing and what we're going to do. So at that point, I just started relenting and started going around and actually seeking out my spiritual fathers, just wanting one of them to tell me no. Just one. 
I have many counselors. There's abundance of wisdom and, you know, many, I don't know the verse. Wisdom and abundance of counselor, it's in there somewhere. You'll get it. You'll trust the, the prophet Go Ogle more than me. Go, go Google it. It's okay. Um, and I have a lot of spiritual fathers. I went to all of them, hoping one of them be like, nah, bro, pump the brakes. So I went to, like, Georgian and Winnie Banoff, and they're like, yes. I'm like, no. I went to Brian Simmons. He's like, yes. I'm like, no. <laughs> I went to my earthly father. He was like, yep. <laughs> Literally his reaction, yep. Like, more words? No. Yep. Do that. Yep. That's literally what he said. <laughs> Just like that. It's my dad. And then I went to my pastor, James Dodsway, who I was on staff at Grow Life Church as the worship pastor there. And so I was like, surely this man has an ounce of selfishness in his heart. Because if I do this, then he doesn't have a worship leader anymore, right? I'm like, please, God, harden his heart like you did Pharaoh. <laughs> please, Lord. That is so intense, but it's true. I did not want him to say yes to me. I sat him down, like crying through it because I feel like I know what's coming. I'm like, Ugh. and I said, I feel like God's calling me to start a church. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? And he grabs the table. And he goes, nothing makes my heart leap more for you. I'm like, no. That's the real story, y'all. This is the real story. <laughs> so then he brought me up on stage before the church, and he put me in front of both gatherings. He had me share the vision of the church, the name, all the stuff, in both services at his church. And then he said, I want every single one of you to pray about going and planning with Caleb. Who, nobody does that. Nobody does that. Usually they get the worship guy out of there before he has an opportunity to, just, like, sheep steal. <laughs> they call it sheep stealing. That's what they call it. Anyway, so he asked me on stage, I share, and then he takes the mic back, and he goes, I want everyone to pray, and I mean it. And if God tells you to go, don't be Jonah in my boat by staying here. I'm like, dude, calm down. They're all going to go. They're all afraid of being Jonah in your boat, you know. But that's how people like John and Paige Brown are here, and so many others who came over, you know, through Grow Live. Come on. John and Caleb Brown, by the way, built these walls over his brand new walls. They framed it out. I also helped them lift one piece of the wall. I did. I did. John is my witness. I said, I walked it. I pushed it. I did it. I said, I built a wall. And then we had uh, Tad, uh, Duncan, and Kenny Carlson, and Robert from the Timothy Initiative. They hung the drywall and painted. They were here in the first gathering. Come on. Yeah, just amazing. But I, I went in front of Grow Life Church, and we shared, and James said that crazy thing about Jonah and crazy. And then uh, I set up an interest meeting. I, I put an interest meeting. I was like, we're going to have an interest meeting at church that day. I said, we're going to have an interest meeting next Sunday night. Sunday night's the worst attended thing in Christendom right now. It's like I picked the worst time. That was up in Wesley Chapel. I put it all the way at the Tampa House of Prayer, as far as I could, away from, with my, the furthest connection I had, okay? It's got the worst parking. It's like, it's like no one will go to this and we'll be released. Everyone have missed it except for me. 
Uh, they all are wrong. I'm right. I don't, this is not the Lord. And 65 adults showed up to that interest meeting. I didn't, I, we just shared it on Facebook. I didn't call nobody. I didn't ask. I just, yeah, come to this thing. And 65 adults showed up. We got in the car. I looked at Jamani. I'm like, well, I guess we have to do this now. <laughs> They're interested. <laughs> so we started having preview meetings. We went to Letter Carriers Hall. God brought us here by a dream. Now we have multiple campuses, and God is doing so much to the resting place. These last five years, God has used the resting place powerfully, powerfully. Amen. And so we're thankful for that. I'm glad my stubbornness didn't stop God. Hallelujah. And I did. I, I, I shook the tree pretty hard at the beginning there. I, for the first couple months, I, I was still not a fan of doing the church thing. I literally got on stage and said things like, I don't want to be here. First words out of my mouth. Some of you were there. I don't want to be here. So if you don't want to be here, I'm with you. I'm here out of pure obedience. Nothing but obedience to the Lord. I do not want to do this. Let's open to John chapter 12. And it's literally, it's literally how it went. We have video. And it backfired on me. I was hoping people were like, you don't want to be here. I'm not coming. Like, no way. Ooh. And people said to me, we had fresh start. People came and they said, you know what? I wasn't sure about this. I wasn't sure about you. But when you said, I don't want to be here. This is pure obedience. I knew you were a man I could follow. And I'm like. That is the story. And here we are. Here we are. And God is just ready to send the wind. He's ready to send the wind. And we're going to talk about it. There's a new, this new season, this number five, by the way, is like a biblical number for grace, right? So it's a, it's a grace. It's a new grace to get into that new day, like Pastor Heather was singing, a new day, a new anointing, right? It's coming. It's here. And we're marking it today. We're marking it today to say we are the resting place. And we're going. We're shifting. We're shifting seasons. And there was nothing wrong with the first season, okay? The first season had grace on it, amen? I mean, all of you are here because of the first season, right? And, you know, first gathering was full as well. And, like, there's people in Wesley Chapel and Carrollwood, and God has reached a lot of people through that season, amen? But we get in trouble when we hang on to one season instead of transitioning to the next and so we're just, we're just letting that be. We're saying, thank you, Jesus, for that. We say yes to the next season. And this next season is where we go from, I am the resting place. We had t-shirts and everything. It was like our mantra. To, we are the resting place. We're flipping the M upside down from me to we. The Lord is moving us from self, I carry the Holy Spirit, to we carry the Holy Spirit. And the Lord showed me a couple months ago when I repented of my fear. I was operating in fear a little bit, the fear of success. I started with a fear of failure, and I transitioned to a fear of success. What do you know? You know? And I was afraid, honestly. I didn't know I was afraid, and I didn't look afraid, but that's what gets you in trouble. You know, the nature of deception is you don't know you're deceived, right? When I recognize my fear, it's easy to walk out of it. When I don't know I'm operating from fear, that's when it eats my lunch, you know, and my breakfast and my dinner. So... When I repented of that fear and said, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to operate in from fear anymore. I'm just going to come straight at it with faith as best I can. And I was already doing that as best I can, but it was subconscious. You hearing what I'm saying? Okay. He showed me this vision. He did. He showed me the boat. He showed me the resting place. As soon as I repented, I was with Lynn Harper, my spiritual father. He'll tell you, 
He called me out on operating from fear. You need some fathers who can call you out. Just so you know. And he didn't just call me out. He called me up. He said, that's not who you are. You're not a fearful person. You're a bold leader. Why are you making decisions out of fear? What are you agreeing with? I was like, I don't know. You tell me. You know, you're the one who saw it. Anyway, so he walked me through that. I broke out of it and immediately had vision for the resting place. He showed me this big boat. And no, it's not because I'm a third-gen Tampa native and I love the Buccaneers. It's not that reason. It's been the joke. It's not the reason. It's not the Buccaneers logo, okay? We're, I, I, but I don't mind actually being like Holy Ghost Pirates, you know? Plundering hell, you know, populating heaven, you know, pioneering into places never been, you know, adventure. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. (laughs) Somebody bought me a captain's hat recently. I might, I might, I might. (laughs) I might. (laughs) But it showed me this boat, and it showed me that everybody's got a different job on the boat, you know? Some are away in the anchor, some are pulling it, some are on this sail, some are on that sail, some are throwing out the lifeboats, you know, that's Abraham's job. If you're, if you're an evangelist in here, you need to give it, throwing out the lifeboats and bringing in people who are drowning into the boat, and the boat gets bigger as we bring in more people, it's great. But he showed me that we're one boat with multiple sails, and Tampa campus is the main sail. It's the main sail, that's the term for, it's the biggest one, but it's not about size, it's about anointing. God honors the first things. You know, the uh, principle of first mention in Scripture, the first thing. He honors the beginning of things, right? And so it's not that Tampa campus is better than Carrollwood or, or whatever, you know, the Wesley Chapel. It's just a different role. Tampa campus has a different role than the other campuses. We're the main sail here, and they are, they are other sails. Does this make sense? Are you seeing the picture? So... Because of all of this, and again, about two months ago, two months ago, I had resolved in my heart under guidance from my spiritual fathers to come back to Tampa and be the main teaching and speaking voice. And so that is the plan right now. And I was previously going to all the campuses in an even amount, trying to even myself out. But the Lord showed me that's not in proper order. It's not. This is the main sale. And so I'm going to be here till. Whatever, I shed this tent or Jesus returns. We're not going to be in this building for very long. I don't know if you realize that. I'm just saying we're going to catch the wind. Know what that means? We're going to throw out a lot of life reservers. You know what that means? Preservers. Reservers. Preservers. We're going to go get this city and meet, bring them to Jesus. Amen? Lost. Found. Found. Peace. Rain. That's what we're doing. The mission hasn't changed. So I'm going to be here, the main teaching voice. I'll be at the other campuses as well, but not as frequently as here. Does that make sense? I know this isn't a formal sermon. This is like the uh, announcement of the new season. This is, is that okay? I hope so. That's what I'm going to do, whether it's not okay or not. <laughs> I don't know why I ask these questions sometimes. <laughs> The other campuses, by the way, have incredible teaching voices and speaking voices. We also now have Abraham here. I mean, we got a lot going here, you know, but in Wesley Chapel, Eric is an incredible teacher. He's got master's in divinity. He's the best teacher we got. He really is. In uh, Carrollwood, Joel is an amazing preacher, amazing preacher. Like, he could, like, quote an episode of Scooby-Doo, and you'd be convicted. He's just got that... 
like that T.D. Jakes, like, he can say anything, and you're just like, oof, you know, grabs you. I don't know what it is. You know, it's an anointing. But um, there also, there will be other campuses that we're going to plant. I can't turn it off. I'm a church planter. But Tampa is the main sale. And it's not about being the biggest. It doesn't have to get bigger than the other campuses. It's just about first things first. It's about anointing. Does that make sense? Awesome. Not only that, something I uh, worked, worked out in that same moment was we need to step into common themes that all of the campuses are going to work from. And we're going to work as, as a team for that. So one thing I did in my fear was I relinquished my leadership as a teacher. I, I'm, an, I'm an apostle teacher, apostolic teacher, okay? And I, I was working really hard as the apostle side. I was leading the leaders. I was building systems, you know, working that way. But I wasn't guiding the ship at the wheel, that's the teacher. I wasn't guiding the teaching. I wasn't setting the rudder where we, are, where we are going in the teaching element. That was part of my fear. So I've come out of that. Hallelujah. And now um, I, we're going to be doing it together. But with my hand on the wheel, we're going to steer the rudder in the direction that the Lord is sending us. And each campus is going to catch its own wind of the Spirit. Are you getting this picture with the mini sails? Its own wind of the Spirit. But they're going to do it in their own way. Right? All the campuses, actually, all the teaching voices are meeting every week with me. We're meeting once a week for an hour, and we're discussing the scriptures. We're praying through the the theme. We're talking about what is God saying to the whole. It's awesome. It's awesome. So I'm not writing everyone's sermons. I'm just setting the course heading. Does that make sense? And um, what's really cool about this is each campus of the resting place will speak on the same principle every single week but with their own voice, with their own anointing, with their own way. Isn't that cool? Uh, and this is going to make our podcast really cool. Like, you could listen here. If, you go to, if this is your campus, you could listen to a sermon on prayer. And then you could hear t- uh, Eric teach on prayer from the same passage. It's going to be very different. You could hear Joel speak. That's same passage, very different, so on and so forth. So you could, you could rest all week long. You know what I mean? And you could get teaching all week long with that. Isn't that cool? I'm nerding out about it. I'm pretty geeking about it. I don't know. So there's also, just as a point of process, there's going to be breaks. So like this series, we're starting to be five weeks, and then we'll have a break. And that break will be a chance for the, the campus pastors to actually speak to just their campus and just what's needed there. That'll happen eight to ten times a year. Does that make sense? This is way too brilliant for me to come up with. This feels like it's got juice on it. It's like this is oily. I don't know what to tell you. I'm excited. Okay. That's the new season we're entering in, and we're going to run on those rails as long as the Lord tells us to. I shouldn't mix metaphors. We're going to catch that wind with these sails as long as it's needed, as long as it's... (laughs) Hallelujah. So today, we're starting this theme, We Are the Resting Place. And here's the main question we want to answer with this theme. Okay, I'm introducing it today, but we're really starting next week. Cool? You all okay? All right. You're like, I want a cupcake. I know. We'll get it. It's a birthday party, you said. There are cupcakes, he said. Yeah. Here's the main question we want to answer. Are you ready? What does it mean to be a community of faith that God can rest upon? That A community of faith that carries the fullness of the Holy Spirit. What would that look like? What does it mean to be a people, not a person, but a people God can rest upon? Because 
God does not want to rest on one person. He wants to rest on a full region. And we got to be a people where he can rest in order for him to rest in this region. Does that make sense? Come on. So here's the result we want. And I hope this is like a yes in your heart. Here's the result we want from this series. We want our people unified and no longer isolated in the way we carry the Holy Spirit. No longer isolated in the way we carry God. It's not about this Western mindset, me, myself, and I. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No, you're not. We are. We are. And you got a place on the boat for sure, but you ain't the whole ship, right? We need each other to catch this wind. It's a beautiful picture. Couldn't have come up with it. It was the Lord. And it comes from this passage, Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. And this is, it doesn't mention a a ship or anything, but the concepts are there. It says, so then, you are no longer strangers and aliens. Amen? Some of y'all still look a little strange and alienish, but we're no longer strangers and aliens. We are alien to this world, but not to one another. Amen? No longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens, plural, with the saints, plural, and members, plural, of the household of God, singular. Did you hear that? You are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Just one house, multiple family members. And members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, say the whole structure, being joined together, say together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also, that's us, not me, not one, us, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Brick by brick, praise by praise, he's making us his resting place. He is wanting living stones to join together to be a place where he can rest, a place where he can dwell. We are that place. You understand? I'm giving you an assignment right now. I'm telling you, we are anointed for this. There will come a day when people drive into Hillsborough County and tumors fall off because we are hosting the glory of the Lord well. Do you understand? Meadow's going to disappear. People are going to know. They're going to have angelic encounters. Tranced out on I-75 and they'll drive better. Watch. It don't take much. (laughs) We're being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So to be a people that God can rest upon, we have to get some things in place. Amen? So I'm going to give you the five things. All right? That's the theme. I'm going to give you the five-week preview right now. So next week will be week one. Are you ready? So to be a people that God can rest upon, we have to be a people of prayer. A people of prayer. We can't hope to be a resting place for God if we're not speaking to him, if we're not communing with him, if we're not making that as a primary part of who we are. Yeah? Number two, to be a people that God can rest upon, we have to be a people of humility. It can't be all about me. It can't be all about you. You need to be awesome, and you need to not make it all about you at the same time. That's humility. True humility actually requires greatness. You can't be humble about doing nothing. You can only be humble about doing something great. So you need to do great things so you have a chance to actually be humble. We're going to talk about it. That's what it will take. Okay? So prayer, humility. Number three, intimate connection. 
And that's with one another. Intimate connection. We can't be a resting place for God. We can't call ourselves a temple of the Holy Spirit, stone by stone, linked up together in a whole building. We can't do that if we're disconnected. If you're, if you're all by yourself and you're not a part of a faith community, you know what you are? You're just a stumbling block. Over there. Saying Jesus is Lord and the world is confused. Like, you're saying that, but you're mad at all of them. And they're saying Jesus is Lord. Lord of what? All right, should, I shouldn't preach these things yet. I'm just, this is the outline. We have to have intimate connection. That means we need to get better at small groups. You understand the other half of you isn't even here right now. We have a 9 a.m. Like, you're not even in one place with everyone right now because we don't have space for everybody. We need to, we can't just call it this. This needs to be a big deal. But we have to get with our 3, our 12, our 72. We got to get with one another. We've been historically bad at that. We've been good at this. The big gathering. We're not been good at the small group, but new wind is coming. Amen? Amen. The Lord's going to help us. And maybe you are feeling a call right now like, oh, yes, I want to do that. I want to see that happen. Well, you might be called to lead a small group. All right? Don't just sit on the boat and complain about waves thrashing. Don't just sit on the boat holding rope and not throwing it when you're told to. You know, cast the line, man. Let's go. All right, prayer, humility, intimate connection, and bold authenticity, meaning really real, bold realness, you know, authentic. I try to model that up here. It was last week or a couple weeks I told you on the microphone, like, I'm not even apologizing to you. I left my filters in the car. I literally left them in the car. I'm just explaining. I'm not even apologizing. I'm explaining. That's where I'm at today. That's what I said. Like, I try to model authenticity. I'm a human being. I am, and I'm carrying the Holy Spirit with you. So I don't even have the whole fullness of the Holy Spirit by myself. I only have the whole fullness of the Holy Spirit when I'm with you. Are you seeing this? And we got to be okay with the tension between humanity and divinity and the whole collaboration, the co-laboring with God on the earth. But that takes bold authenticity. Amen? That only happens after intimate connection. So hopefully you're seeing a pattern here. And then finally, number five is devoted worship. Devoted worship. You know, the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of one another. Even as you see the day approaching. Do you want Jesus to return? Three of you? Okay. Do you want Jesus to return? Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> I asked a question. <laughs> then we cannot forsake the gathering of one another. Cannot. Our lives need to be centered around the community of faith. Look to your left and your right. This is the community of faith you're a part of right here. These faces, these people. If we don't at least have, like, family dinner on Sundays, we're going to have nothing, right? And then we need more. And this should birth that. Are you following me? Okay. So prayer, humility, intimate connection, bold authenticity, and devoted worship. Those are the five weeks we're going to go through in this We Are the Resting Place theme. All right? And today, I, we're going to end in just a couple minutes, but I wanted to give a preview of next week. I wanted to start this off because the Lord spoke powerfully to me on, uh, at Tampa Bay 24 uh, last week. I was in a, a prayer meeting, and the Lord spoke to me about prayer. Imagine that, you know? 
Um, actually, David Bradshaw from Wake of the Dawn was speaking, and I, I, I apologized to him afterwards. I totally lost the room and couldn't remember a thing he talked about because as soon as he started talking, I, I like, I tranced out into this vision, and the Lord was speaking to me. Uh, and uh, this is what God said in those moments. I was thinking, I saw the ship again. I saw the boat, and I just started thinking about it, and the Lord said, the thread of the sails is the prayers of the saints. Right? Way too good for me to come up with. I didn't sit there and go, how do I say this really cool? God talks to me and I repeat him. It's awesome. Jesus makes me look good all the time. It's awesome. The thread of the sails are the prayers of the saints. So I started unpacking that with the Lord. And I'm going to say some challenging things right now. If we are a prayerless people, the Lord will not send the wind that he wants to. God knows if he sends the wind to a prayerless people, those sails are going to rip. They won't have the strength to harness the mighty rushing wind that God wants to send. I'm not saying we're prayerless. Don't take any accusation or condemnation from me. I'm saying our sails need greater strength if we hope to harness the wind God wants to send. Because I saw the wind, and I'm telling you, we cannot handle it yet. We cannot. We got to throw some threads in our sails. We really got to do it. Really got to do it. So we have Thursday prayer every Thursday, every Thursday night. And I'm going to be there. We're going to be leading through this. I'm bringing the leaders. I'm requiring it of our associate leaders now to be there on a regular basis. I'm going to be there on a regular basis. We need Thursday prayer to be just as valuable as Sunday worship. It's both. And think of it this way. Every prayer you pray is another thread in the sail. Isn't that awesome? It's so cool. God wants to do amazing things through the resting place. He already has. He wants to do more than we can think, ask, or imagine, all right? I've seen the wind in my spirit. I've seen the wind. And it looks a little scary, but I'm like, send the wind, Lord. I'm like, like Lou Engle, like praying, like, send the wind. Yeah. But he's like, not yet. This wind will, it'll cut you, all right? It'll rip you. And again, it's not about a lack of prayer that we've had. It's about an upgrade so that we can harness. Are you with me? There have been people praying. There's faithful. We've had faithful people praying. Britt and Kimberly Ariel, some others have carried the prayer ministry. You know, it's been awesome. But we got upgraded. We got to join our threads with theirs. The other campuses need to upgrade their prayer meetings. It's actually required to have a weekly prayer meeting. To be a campus of the rest of us, you have to have a weekly prayer meeting. So I'm just saying, without that prayer, we will not go where God wants to take us. We will not reach those we're called to reach because it's going to take a mighty rushing wind. Are you with me? And you're like, I don't even know how to pray for an hour. Come, we'll teach you. Come to glory soaking. They'll soak you into prayer. You'll find yourself praying. It'll be three in the morning and Abraham will be like, hey, how you doing? That's what's going to happen. That's facts. It's happened. He will. He probably won't be like, hey. He'll be like, hey. You need anything? 
I'll just get down there with you. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I know that man. I know what he's about to unleash in this house. I know. Okay. Come on. Come on. So God in his mercy is withholding some wind right now. He is. And he's waiting to see enough. He knows how many threads need to go in there. He's just going to go. And we're going to catch it. I need your help to catch it. It can't be my prayers. It's no longer I am. It's we are the resting place. We're going to talk about this in the coming weeks, but I'm just going to give you the, I'm going to preview the key passage for you. It's Isaiah 56, verse 6 through 7. This is what we're going to start in on next week. It says, and the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, that's us. You know, that's us talking about the Gentiles, the non-Jews, the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him. That's prayer, ministry to God. Okay. To love the name of the Lord and be his servants, everyone who keeps the the Sabbath and does not profane it and hold fast to my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Our prayer meetings are going to be fun. There's going to be lots of laughter and tears. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster. And you need it. You're like, I don't know. You need it. Especially you men. I want to see men weeping and crying at the same time. That's what I want to see. Men, if, you're, if your wife's out praying, you step it up. My wife does not outpray me. She does not. And she prays a whole freaking lot. It's a competition. I'm the head of my house. How can I let someone else pray more than me in my house? What is that? It's okay, man. You can repent by blinking anytime. I'll know. You know. The, God, the Lord will know. I'm waiting to see. I'm just kidding. These I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house, say my house, shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. It's not called a house of power or of worship. It's called a house of prayer for all peoples. Jesus quoted Jeremiah 7:11 when he said, my house will be a house of prayer. You've made it a den of thieves. I'll make it a house of prayer. We must make prayer an intentional focus of the house. Amen? We're also going to talk about this, this scripture, Psalm 132, 3 through 9. This is the charge, and I, I want to I impart this charge into your heart. If this is your house, if the resting place is your home, this is a charge that I want to brand into your spirit right now. This is from the Psalms. It says, I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord. A dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Behold, we heard of it in Epatra. We found it in the fields of Jair. Let us go to his dwelling place. Do you remember? We are being fit together like living stones into a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. Remember Ephesians 2? Let us go to his dwelling place. What does that mean? you got to be with your people. It's not about coming here. It's about being with each other. All right. I don't have time to preach this yet. This is next week. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, and go to your resting place. Go to your resting place. You 
and the ark of your might. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness and let your saints shout for joy. Come on. Here's the charge. We will not rest until we are truly a resting place for the glory of God. We will not rest until we are truly a resting place for the glory of God. That's the assignment. Does anyone say amen? amen. Let's stand. We're going to close. Hallelujah. Woo! Somebody in the first gathering is like, Caleb, I, it's like, I feel so safe around you, and you're like jacked. What's happening? I'm like, it's the Lord, bro. I don't know. I got the crazy eyes. We're going to have the prayer team come down front. This prayer team has faith for everyone. They do. And they want to pray for you. If you have sickness in your body, they want to pray for you. We're ready to see it. We've seen many miracles. We're going to see many more. Amen? Amen. We're going we're gonna to see the lost found, all of it. We're going to have Bonnie play a little bit on the keys here. And I want you just to take a moment, even close your eyes and say, you know, Lord, make that my Brand that on my heart. I won't rest. I won't sleep. I won't slumber until you have a resting place in the earth. That Tampa Bay will be your resting place. Come on. Someone make it their prayer this day, today. Lord, we want the resting place of your glory to be in Tampa Bay. We're linking arms with other congregations. We're saying yes and amen to all you have for us, Lord. And God, we know it starts with your grace to save. Your saving grace. So, Lord Jesus, right now I pray if there's anyone here who doesn't know you as Savior and Lord, that doesn't know the righteousness, peace, and joy that comes with your presence, with your acceptance, with your forgiveness, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would fall right now. Come on, somebody. That your Holy Spirit would fall right now and convict their heart. Just like many of us in this room have been convicted of your love, convicted of your mercy, convicted of your grace. God, do it again. If anyone here does not know the Lord, I want to say to you that God became a man, and that man's name was Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he lived a perfect life, doing good, healing all who came to him. But he died a horrible death. And he didn't die that death because of anything he did. He died that death because of everything you did, and everything I did, everything we did. It's the scandal of the cross that he went and died and bled for sins that were not his own. And today is a day of salvation. All you have to do is believe. It's not about signing up for church membership. It's not about performing works. It's about believing the gospel, the good news, that Jesus is God. He came to the earth, born of a virgin, mystery tons of mystery, but everybody loves a good mystery, if you're honest with yourself. Lived that perfect life, sinless, was like a lamb led to slaughter and died a horrible death for you, for me, so that you could know the Father, so that you could know God again. So if you're here and you, you're like, I've never truly believed that that's the truth. I've never believed in that. Today's your day. And this team is down here. Uh, what you got to do, we believe faith hits your feet. So there's no raise the hand. There's no none of that. You, when I say amen, you got to walk down to this altar and say, can you introduce me to Jesus? Can you help me? I want to believe in Jesus today.
and then we'll celebrate you. We'll have a water baptism later, all those things. You'll have a public moment later. But this is a moment of invitation for you to come home to your Father. Come home to God. And those things that happen to you, those people that hurt you, it hurt God just as deeply as it hurt you. God doesn't feel for people. He feels with people. He was there. He was there. And he hated every second of it. And you probably have blamed him for it. And he's okay. He's not offended. He's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. You might think you're worthless. But you've been wrong before. My Jesus says you're to die for. And all you got to do is believe. So if that's you, don't leave this room until you come down to this altar and ask someone for prayer. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this new season of the resting place. We thank you that you're sending us to a people that we have not seen or heard. You're sending us into the darkness with life rafts, with life preservers, with a line out of the boat, pulling in the perishing. You're sending us, God. And we say yes to our assignment. Come on, somebody. We say yes to our assignment. Whatever you're calling us to do, whatever our place on the ship, we say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We thank you for your sovereign, perfect will to guide us in these things. We trust you, Lord Jesus. And we say thank you, God, for the first five years. Bring on the next 50. Let's go. Lord Jesus, we bless your holy name. We worship you. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.